This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. All right. You you talk first. I talk first. I talk first. You talk first. You talk first. You I talk first. first. <laughs> it's my great, my Force Awakens reference. It's nothing like starting a 30 Rock podcast by talking about Force Awakens. It's catering, it's catering to our audience, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you're Kelsey. I am, and you're Kimmy. I am Kimmy. It's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you for this, for this very first time. <laughs> this is fantastic. What are we doing here? I think we're going to talk about TV. I think we're going to talk about TV and something specific in TV because specificity is always desired. Yes, I love it. What's what? What are you wanting to talk about today? Let's figure it out right now. Right now. Mm. Um, I love Lucy. Mm. Arrested Development. No, don't, been there, done that. Uh, everybody does that. I know. How about Thirty Rock? Let's do Thirty Rock. I, I think <laughs> I know something about Thirty Rock. Let's, we're going to talk about Thirty Rock today. I've seen it a couple and times. and forever. I think this is all we talk about anyway. Listen, you know, I really, really want you to talk Thirty to me. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I can't even. We decided on that so long ago. I still really it makes like me it. So happy. So this is Talk Thirty to Me, mm-hmm. a podcast where we are going to talk about all things Thirty Rock. Yes. Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to Me. It is great. By the end of this podcast, we're hoping that everybody just moves to New York. I know. That's the goal. Just kind of camp out in front of 30 Rock. <laughs> Demand a movie. Yes. 30 Rock movie. That's Seven our goal. Seven seasons and a movie. Right? Seven seasons and a movie. This is our goal. So. Oh, man. All right. Well, when did you start watching 30 Rock? I was going to say, I really want us to start by... Our origin story. I, I, no, I think we need an origin story. I really wanted us to start by sharing... I rem- I have a very vivid memory the first time I watched 30 Rock. And I can't remember my first no, memory. No, I've been thinking about this for forever. Have I'm like, <laughs> I know I watched it while it was on TV because I remember like watching certain episodes sitting in my living room. Everything right now for me, obviously, is Netflix-based because that's where I watch everything. Um, like I'm a just, normal human. Like a normal human. Like a normal <laughs> millennial. Because we are in 2016. How about <laughs> you tell your story? And I'm, I, I've been trying to think about it for months, and I cannot remember the very first time that I sat down and watched 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. So the first time I watched 30 Rock, it's such a vivid memory in my mind. I think it's one of those moments that I'll always have is like, she changed. Like if I was okay. writing my autobiography, like that time she watched 30 Rock. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was um, I was like four, I was 15. I remember I was a sophomore in high school and a couple of my friends had talked about it because it was on NBC and there was nothing cooler than The Office at that mm-hmm. point, which is like all I watched. So I'd heard of this show and I remember, I don't even know what it was like a normal Thursday night. Because remember when they used to have comedies on Thursday nights? It was the best. I love Thursday nights. They, I can't believe they destroyed Thursday Night TV. I get why, I guess. Now Blind Spot's on at that point in Blacklist, I think. (laughs) That James Spader comedy that's like (laughs) tearing it up. Him and his fedoras. God God bless him. God bless that man. I'm good. I was about to go on a James Spader rant. <laughs> not, he's not so yet, great in Lincoln. Anyway, <laughs> no, so I was sitting there and it was just on and it was the season two premiere. Okay. And which is the best episode because it's Seinfeld vision. Oh, I, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're going to get there. <laughs> but I had never seen anything like this. And I just remember, I remembered thinking the whole thing was the strangest, most wonderful thing I'd ever mm-hmm. seen and being like, what is this madness? And then it gets to the scene at the very end where she's in the white, where she's in the white dress doing the cry. Oh, that's right. She's Are you doing it in me? No, this is what I sound like when I cry. And doing her Seinfeld. And then that last bit where she's in the dress, she's in that wedding dress, like on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Wednesday goes, oh, no, did a Korean person die? <laughs> <laughs> and I 
and I was like, napkin. Fifteen year old Kimmy was just like, never shall I be the same again. That's so funny. I'm like, I'm like, I cannot. It drives me crazy. I can't remember because I like, I'm like, same thing. Like I always watch The Office, and so I think that this was a natural progression, like to jump into Thirty Rock. Like when I'm thinking memories right now of Thirty Rock and you specifically, <laughs> the only thing I keep thinking of is the one episode when they're catering porn to women and i just remember you telling me like i'm just not a porn person like, <laughs> that's what i remember i don't even the, i don't even remember saying you know, this i just have this i, I, I think this. i have it as a quote written down Basi- well, um, so basically 30 rock is an instrumental part of our, rela- it our really relationship it really is it really is oh that's great um, yeah i'm like i'm like i dang it i i really wish i could remember the first time i just i've been watching it for forever i don't know if i started from the very very first season but it was easily I think it was probably right after graduate from high school would when I probably started actually watching it live on TV. Um, so it would have been like the third season because it started in 06. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty early on. We're pretty, we were what they call early, you can't see, but I'm doing early, early. adapter quotes. I'm yes. quoting Malcolm Gladwell with okay. air quotes. We're <laughs> early adapters. So we were, we were on the, we were, our thumb was on that pulse. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 were, we weren't on it from like the very second it started, but as soon as we were in, we were in, I think. We're pretty cool for being like cool 15-year-olds. Exactly. Like, what's exactly. this interesting television <laughs> like, series? Oh, we get all these jokes. What, what's this about a woman trying to have it all? Right. I could do that one day. Mm, that could be me. Oh, gosh. Liz Lemon. So. Oh, man. I love her. Uh, clearly, we do. Right. <laughs> we're already just gushing. We're not even talking. We're just gushing again. And we have to tell you that we literally have Tina Fey's book sitting in front of us. Oh, are you referring to the Bible? The bible we've decided to refer to that as the bible um Um, i keep it here for quotes and interesting asides yes Mm -hmm. it's fantastic well this is no this is great so i guess we should say i i really am excited to talk about 30 rock all the time for this particular focused reason 30 rock is just it was a show that really i feel shaped because i was 15 when i started watching Mm -hmm. and you were probably around the same age yeah it really shaped my sense of comedy it really shaped what i found funny it really was right i think i had only just discovered arrested development no i hadn't even started watching arrested development yet which was super influential and it just i this show was incredible I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, it's infamous for its joke per minute or um, a joke per episode, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just so quick. I had never seen anything like it and I was so astounded and so funny and it, I, feel, I feel like it really shaped my sense of humor and it really shaped the way I do things and... I have to like hold back because like I like to quote things a lot and I have found <laughs> that there's the one thing I can never hold back which is Tina Fey quotes to the extent where people who don't like comedy will be like Kimmy this person likes Tina Fey and I'm like I'll go talk to you <laughs> years ago Kimmy and I actually created a 30 Rock based Twitter account oh, do you remember right. this? <laughs> we did do that this I should in like, the working for a while long time. I need to go look and see when that first tweet was and it's TGS quotes and I think it pretty much ended up just whenever I was watching 30 Rock, I would tweet out quotes from the episode. So this is definitely, yeah, this is definitely, I feel like, coming full circle. It's, it's I forgot that, about yeah. that. You still do that every day. I, I have the account. It's on my phone, so I should go look and see we what's on there. We should keep it going. Yeah, that was, we'll just change the name of that to the new one. <laughs> when we said we did that, I'm pretty sure you would do it, and I would just retweet it. Like, this is my effort. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what the password was for the account? No, what's the password? Now, we, should we say, <laughs> well, it's going to change. It, it will change. <laughs> Everybody want to be a part of this. Die. It was Galifianakis. <laughs> what? I think we had just watched The Hangover. <laughs> but the password of the account. Oh, that's so great. It's fantastic. But all that to say, we love, you know what's funny? What I love about Third Rock is that you can watch it a million times and you always catch something. I mean, I've watched the pilot episode a couple times in the last few weeks and every time I've caught something new. What I do like though is that now that I'm older and I've watched more things, I think the first time I watched, watched the show, 
I didn't realize how many cameos were in it. Like, obviously, like, I knew who Seinfeld was. But watching, I, I honestly don't even know that I would have realized, oh, Conan O'Brien. Like, oh, my God, that's Conan. <laughs> um, so I like it now that I can watch. Or, like, I wouldn't have known, oh, like, Rachel Dratch. Like, that just wouldn't have been, oh, my gosh. Like, that's what I think. It's it's fun for me now. I can I feel more cultured, I guess, because I know who different people are when they're doing their cameos and references and stuff. So, um, and I hope as I get older, I'll catch even more. <laughs> I know it's such a, it's, it was just a really fun thing. And I'm, I'm just very grateful that I got to watch something that wonderful at that age where I was starting to fall in love with comedy and I was starting to fall in love with writing and all these different things. Yeah. And then I, there was this like really, really weird left field NBC show that really pulled me <laughs> into that world. And that it was one of those, sh- like so many times, like a great show will start and it, it will get its one season. And just that this show lasted more than one season. It lasted seven seasons. Like that's God. that's exciting. It wasn't this like, oh like what a tease. Like, oh, we got a full show out of this. Mm-hmm. It went uh, well. Yeah. Oh man. This is gonna be fun. I'm okay. excited. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about this pilot. Uh it originally aired on October eleventh, two thousand six, and it was directed <laughs> so <laughs> <over> <laughs> I can't even. I'm like looking in a different direction. I did see your notebook. I'm like looking away, and then suddenly they're like, October 11th, 2006. And I'm like, oh, oh man, was I 16 when this came out? I just talked about like 10 minutes, I'm 15. I'm clearly 16 when this came out. Yeah, it was right after, well, a couple months after your birthday. Yeah, yes, weird. So I was definitely, that was my senior, fall of my senior year of high school. We were later to the game than we thought we were. Just kidding. Rewind everything we just said. I know. All of our, like, pride of being (laughs) early adapters. No. Okay. So, director Adam Bernstein, and it was 22 minutes long. And that's all I have to say about this episode. I mean, that's, like, the bare facts. Like, (laughs) just the facts, man. Just in case you were wondering. I was wondering. This episode... Okay. I've watched a lot of pilots. I have a lot of feelings about... We all do, right? We have a lot... I have a lot of feelings about different pilots. Some shows have horrible pilots and then become the best show ever. Mm -hmm. Is this the... I'm going to name names. Um, No. Shows like It's Always Setting Philadelphia, an incredible pilot. Just Mm -hmm. sets up the show. It feels... It feels like everything the show continues to be. Other shows get really bumpy starts. I think a really infamous one is Parks and Rec kind of took a little bit to find its ground and then became one of like the best comedies. Well, and I always hate... We were just talking about this off air. I'm like, I hate the doctor who pilot the um, their reboot oh happens, you mean I, oh it's the, the one mannequin with the mannequin i hate i always tell people like don't judge the show based on that give it three episodes that's always my rule in general just give it three episodes but i hate that when i think of bad pilots that's what i think of and maybe i'm the one who thinks that way i've just always hated the mannequin episode i'm like uh skip it's it's a really rough doctor who a lot of people have feelings about eccleston but that's yeah. a whole other thing i actually really like eccleston me too people <laughs> anyway not a doctor who podcast <laughs> um, but i really like in um in the bible aka in bossy pants she does talk about this about her pilot and she says if you want to watch a great pilot watch the first episode of cheers mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to see an awkward i love this sweaty pilot oh, episode <laughs> watch 30 rock and she she talks about how it's not very good and even how the writing staff has asked her to stop saying the pilot was terrible so from here on out i'll refer to it as that quirky and unique pilot but I find that so strange. I love this pilot. It wasn't bad at all. I mean, it's it sets great. up the story. It gives you the personalities of all like, the major players. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's but great I, I guess you're always, you know, harsher on your own I guess. creations. But it always bothers me because, I mean, and she's right. The Cheers pilot. Have you watched the Cheers pilot? Uh, I don't think so. It is really worth your time as a pilot because it is one of the most well-written things. It literally, you feel like you've watched about an hour's worth of TV and not in the bad way. Okay. They cram in so much, like, just set up. Within like 22 minutes. It is fantastic. Okay. It is a great pilot. But hers is wonderful. And this this is my thing about this pilot. 
One of the things I love about 30 Rock is their ability to not drop a joke. Like every now and then they'll throw out things that don't pick up for the rest of the series. And there's a few things in this pilot they add to characters that then gets lost. Okay. But most of the time, if they say something about a character for a joke, that thing becomes true about that character for seven seasons. Yeah, that's true. The, and, the, and the joke, re- the, the show really relies on cyclical humor about things coming around, it, which is was very, something really common in Rest Development, mm-hmm. where a joke will start and end and keep reshowing it's the, it's itself. It's the smart show thing. Not, not that shows that don't do that aren't necessarily smart but in general i think yeah like arrested development community those shows they all do that that whatever's mentioned in the first episode you'll find it 50 episodes later it has canon how smart they were yeah it creates canon and this show does it really well and then even just like the fact that they'll set up a joke at the beginning that gets pulled in the end it's really true to form where it's very cyclical they come back to jokes and they rework them over and over within the show and within the episode and i think that's really cool they set the humor tone really well in this definitely so i'm a big i'm a big fan i love this pilot pilot. um it wasn't painful to have to watch like sometimes you're like i don't want to watch that And, and there are well, wait, we'll get to that. There are definitely certain episodes of Thriller. I, I love the show, but there are certain episodes that when I'm going through my regular rewatch of the show, I'm like, oh, this one. All right. But this should we, is. A- should we open up about how much we both have rewatched 30 Rock? I was trying to go through my Netflix to see how many times I've rewatched things. And then I remembered that I haven't had my own Netflix forever. I like use other people. So there's no way I could tell. Like, it's. It, it, it is an unhealthy amount of times that I've gone through this entire show, except for the seventh season. It's definitely, obviously, I've watched that one least because whenever I went for a new season to come on Netflix, I'd be rewatching all the other mm-hmm. ones before that. Somebody posted a picture on Reddit the other day of an ep- of a screen cap from something, and I'm like, I don't know what that is from. I'm like, is this a behind the scenes thing? They're like, no, it's from season seven. I'm like, oh, okay, well that doesn't make me feel as bad. <laughs> but I was like having oh, a panic season. attack. I was like, I don't, I don't remember when Liz was holding something up and her face looked green. I'm like, oh, okay, it was from that. <laughs> um, but I'm like, the rest of the show I've watched more times than is remotely healthy <laughs> no i've you and i have both probably watched this i i try to tell people this is this and harry potter is the thing i've revisited the most in my life yeah because i've rewatched this probably four or five times just because it's, okay. it's such a great show when i'm having a hard week i turn it on I'm so a, i i've probably watched it more than that you you've beaten me <laughs> because i don't i i fall asleep to tv shows when i know a show well enough i'll fall asleep to it in the background and so because i know it so well enough, i can just hear it and then I know it's happening. So and Thirty Rock, there's I've got about six shows that I can fall asleep to because I know so well. And Thirty Rock is always the first one I go to. Mm-hmm. So clearly, rewatching this is just a normal part of our day. We might as it well is. just talk about it on 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 record. It's true. It's true. I love. Also, I'm looking at your notes. You not you just wrote hot dogs. I wrote hot dog justice. So that's the opening. It's scene. the opening scene. It's so great. That's such a classic Liz Lemon thing where she was. She's just such... all of the hot dogs for the good people in this line over here. <laughs> Which is funny. I thought that was so crazy when I was younger and now as like a young adult trying to make it, I'm constantly overwhelmed by how out of control I feel in life. <laughs> Particularly can't imagine living in a giant city like New York. The thing I would do would be like, no, there's order and there is justice and you don't get hot dogs because right. you're a dick. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. I, it's such a really great intro. And then they break into the thing that I love. Obviously, she's married. Her husband did the music for the yes, show. Jeff. Yes, 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 yes. And so the music plays into the plot really nicely. It goes straight into Pam. It goes to the Pam morbidly overbeast, the overly, overly confident, confident, morbidly obese woman. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, and they don't come back to they, they they come back to that later that sketch, but it's so funny. And that song is a motif constantly in the show. Mm-hmm. That's like their in between music all the time. Well, and I was reading on some website the what's the what dot TV when they're talking about Thirty Rock, and apparently that whole thing of her like who's that going down the street when she's like throwing hot dogs at people basically. <laughs> it's supposed to be some sort of like an homage to the Mary Tyler Mary, feels, Mary Tyler Moore very show. Mar- Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Me and what the TV are on <laughs> yeah. the same page. <laughs> you probably wrote it. I mean, uh, and this is my other my secret life is just writing on that <laughs> website about Thirty Rock. No, but I just love that that song goes in and it becomes this motif that they rarely revisit the fact that it's this like sketch song. Right, right, right. right. What did I write down? I wrote down definitely first Frank Hat Ninja Expert. Yes, and I think that's the only so. For those of you who are not familiar with the show, Frank has the best hats that they are always just there. And some I'm trying to remember. There's probably there's one episode I can think of where he's not wearing a hat, and it's the episode with the Hendersons. Oh yeah. Like other than that, though, I he's always wearing a hat. I'm pretty sure, and they always say something hilarious. His hat always says, expresses something yeah. great. And this first one is just so it's just ninja. Straight up ninja. Expert. What does that even mean? Does he just know a lot about well, ninjas? I think by being a ninja expert and proudly displaying that that kind of it's the that, antithesis of ninja yeah exactly I'm like, i guess that's you the want joke to be yeah that's probably the joke i also i wrote down um samovar because Tuther. i did not know what that is did you ever I, heard I, of I samovar before no this? i didn't like although i'm picturing what is the definite please let, tell I, us what's the up. definition I, of samovar when i hear samovar though i definitely picture the giant gold cappuccino machine in friends isn't it in friends there's just like this yeah, no, 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 no. You, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I picture because I just do, and I don't know if that's what it is. But oh, it's, when you when you look up samovar, it brings up samovar tea. It's oh, that is much more complicated. <laughs> it looks like a big tea kettle with like eight like it was like it, a Turkish uh, thing. It's like for Turkish RGG coffee, almost. and it yeah. has like eight spouts. That was not what I expected. We were wrong. Yeah. Also, it doesn't Tufer say it's a cappuccino machine? So maybe Tufer is a little bit too. Maybe Tufer doesn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, but Samovar. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I love the line. I just wrote nerds dot dot just you and Urkel. I love his <laughs> response. Are there other nerds? Other Black <laughs> nerds, or is it just <laughs> you and Urkel? You're like, well done, well done. I think that was the first real like joke too, and that I was like tracking like that was the first everything was there were funny moments before that but that was the first like one-liner joke in the show yeah that, that it was, made me laugh out loud i think that's good i'm like oh we skipped over the part where where liz is walking in and she's holding all the hot dogs and kenneth tries to introduce <laughs> her where that's me i don't know if that's just like okay it's been 10 years since this episode aired basically like now and then if i was going on a tour of nbc and someone's like this is the writer i'd be like oh my gosh and those people were just like all right but they're not the famous person like maybe it's just if i was going on the tour i'd be looking for I the think- we're just nerds. I mean, is that I what it is? Right. Okay. Also, those were the most Midwestern <laughs> yeah, tourists were. I've ever seen. I think the one was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It's true. It's true. I was her last vacation. You know what they reminded me of? Do you remember Despicable Me, the intro, like that uh, bit with Christmas, yeah, where it's yeah. like the tourist family and then the son gets on, ends up being knocked off the um, yeah. pyramid. But the joke is just how Midwestern and like cute they are. Yeah, that's what all of those tourists point. look like. They were so, so charming. Like, oh my gosh, I would love for you to introduce the riders they sneak by behind us with a box full of hot dogs. (laughs) It is a moment, isn't it? This, I love how they intro Jack. 
I love that oh. he kicks down a wall. <laughs> he just goes straight for it. Also, this is the most normal you ever see Jonathan in a room with Jack. <laughs> I know. I'm always weirded out by how calm Jonathan is. It's like, because he's so these crazy. <laughs> he's so adorable. Like, oh, but he's Jonathan. so weird. And he's so like crazy in the show. It cracks me up that there's this one episode that he's silent the yeah. entire time. <laughs> and then he starts singing to Jack, inviting him to things, has a crush on him. Uh, we'll get there. Stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. there. But I love that Jack kicks down the wall and they're like where's gary his response is gary's dead, he's dead. <laughs> they never touch on that again i don't like that their boss gary? died yeah that's a really like, <laughs> well all right anyway tv world is tough um also i did not know until i was looking at this that the trivection oven is a real thing is that real it's a real thing and that oh, i thought they created that for the no. metaphor of the third heat so no. they could introduce tracy that's no, a real it thing was, it was straight up that there was a ge trivection oven but i think if i remember correctly tina fey didn't know that but she whatever it actually existed so she basically invented an oven that existed that already existed and so then when this aired the first time they aired a commercial for the trivection oven <laughs> in the episode because like well might as well we've got this free marketing opportunity for oh it. my gosh so, what is it they called it not vertical integration in the show no not yeah we're that not stuff. there yet product really great product place oh what do they call it like Syner- uh, isn't synergy isn't it synergy it sounds synergy like thing. synergy how much business did you learn from the from oh 30 my gosh. so much of my understanding of business is from jack well, it's like Donaghy's me like wisdom. politics in the west wing like <laughs> <laughs> also when i was when he was talking about what you can do with the trivection oven like you can cook a turkey 22 minutes like the reason i'm horrible at cooking is because i have no patience so this is just like the perfect oven for me like <laughs> i burn eggs because i don't have the patience to wait for them to cook like at the low temperatures so there's a to. moment of this show where you're like i really want that and i do like oh seriously. this is made up and then you found it it's a real oven and so now you still like, really want it also i did not realize until my last walk through walk through watch through that when pete's like where are we going to find money in the budget for tracy jordan and jack goes Oh, I have an idea about that. And then he fires Pete. And I'm like, oh, like I, I've never noticed it until this last time I was watching. It. I'm like, oh my gosh. But so then it makes me wonder, how did you get if you end up having to hire Pete back, where did you get money for Tracy? Um, and a samovar. And a samovar. That she, she demands. And to just give, I guess, was his, a uh, what's it called when you like term somebody? Like here, part of your severance package is a trivection oven. Because then he gives <laughs> Pete a trivection oven. That's true. He does give him that. So there's ones for Pete. Yeah. I love, I know it's so stupid, but when that ceiling tile falls on her head, she's so upset. <laughs> she's storming out. The ceiling tile falls on her head. And a minute later, they're like, what's wrong? She's like, the sky is falling. It's stupid, like metaphor in real life jokes that this show makes that make me so happy. Also catering to your chicken little memories when you were younger. Oh, and that's oh gosh, you mean the Zach Braff Disney animated feature? <laughs> no, no, I mean like the book. I didn't read it. Oh. I just know about the Zach Braff animated feature where the sky is. Oh, that's did you right. remember that? I, I, I don't know that I see, it, but I, I remember. I didn't, I didn't really see it. Zach got, Braff. That's funny. Yeah, just anything Zach Braff sticks out of my mind. Um, I also noticed. Sorry, I'm now back on this trivection oven. Is that they're <laughs> they're hanging the picture of the trivection oven in his office before they've painted the walls. Like he hangs the painting on the wall, but you can clearly see like the the spackle marks on the wall behind. They haven't painted the wall, and they hang the picture, and it just we really <laughs> this, this is, bother you. Well, it, the only reason I really noticed it, I think, is because yesterday at work we were doing some cubicle rearranging and we removed a wall and realized that the property management company they painted around they it. Painted around <laughs> it. I took a picture of it. There's a straight up line. You're like, oh, the wall was tint. So that's the only reason I noticed it. I'm like, oh, we have the same maintenance team. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, they introduced Lee 
The, this show is weird. They have a bunch of random silent people who work on the show mm-hmm. all the but time. But they're on there. They're like, on there yeah. all the time. So Lee, I don't even know. I, I need to look up who he is because Lee is like the makeup costuming guy. Is he and one he of the shows guys, up so much on the show. Is he one of Jenna's gay friends that show up later on? No, he's just always working on the show, I believe. There's like a couple others. Jeff, Tina Faye's husband, Jeff mm-hmm. Richmond is on there a lot too with Jenna just bossing him around when it comes <laughs> to music all of the time. Which I'm sure was fun to write. But no, but Lee is always on it, so I'm excited. I haven't taken too much notice of him other other than watching this again and being like, he's so familiar. Oh, so I'm okay, excited yeah. to see what happens with him, actually. I've been also meaning to look up, who the heck is Scotty from General Scotty, Hospital? Uh, oh, okay, so, okay, so I, I looked at because that always bothered me, and I, I finally looked wondered. up. So Because the characters, I always thought maybe Alec Baldwin played him. The character in General Hospital is a character named Scott Baldwin, the character. So they oh. think it's some sort of a, like, teasing up the whole Alec Baldwin, Scott Because she says Baldwin. that when he, when she says, oh, he looks like Scott. <laughs> Yummy. Scott Baldwin. Okay. Now I'm just going to look him up. No, he does not look anything. But I think they were just playing with the Baldwin oh, name. he aged. Int- <laughs> he, had like, he had like wings. He had like wings in the 80s. He Scotty. aged interestingly. Interestingly. He had so much hair. Anyway, I'm going to get off this. Yes. Um, so we didn't even talk about how, so just their reaction to Tracy being added to the show and how isn't he a little bit crazy and i read someplace that when they do the this is a a goof technically on imdb i think the whole scene when tracy's yelling i am a jedi i am a jedi the breaking news at the bottom the thing at the bottom of the screen says breaking news on the 405 but all of the cars clearly have a new jersey license plate so unless there's a 405 in jersey there's a little bit of Plus, there's it wouldn't a goof. be the 405 oh excuse it me would be four, i 405 I, yeah whatever nonsense i'm from southern california i say that in front of it <laughs> which is a great joke to make later but yes continue. i was trying to also figure out what liz's shirt says and it says call me something and i think it might say barbie and i'm not entirely sure wait what do you mean her shirt? oh the shirt that she's wearing in the office yeah that she's wearing she has like a blazer sort of jacket over it and has a layered tank top in the top and it's like it's, i think it's pink and turquoise the two different shirts but one of them says like call me barbie or something small in the corner which just cracks me up because i think liz definitely starts dressing better and stops wearing graphic tees. <laughs> I think moving on from that. She, she has her ups and downs. Her fashion. Liz Lemon fashion corner. Yes, um, like, hoodies uh. and blazers and boots. <laughs> yes. You never see your toes. That's never, Always an ever, important, ever. important thing. No, the I am a Jedi thing. That I love again. That pops up later in the show. It's so... <laughs> that was the moment. My, I'm watching this. My father's in the room. My dad does not laugh out loud. Him as I am a Jedi on the 405. My dad guffaws <laughs> loudly. <laughs> Which is just another sign that Tracy Jordan appeals to everyone. And isn't he like also wearing, a, he's either wearing a diaper or just like Oh, briefs. he's just wearing one, like <laughs> yeah. just little like whitey tidies. White tidy whitey Um, I also. Do I, you say tidy whiteys or whitey tidies? Tidy whiteys. Did I just say whitey tidies? I don't know. I think tidy, I say whitey tidies. I say tidy I don't know whiteys. what it is. you can wear tidy blackies too, I guess you can wear. <laughs> different is this a type. term i don't, I don't think, think it's a thing people say up, um i also looked up when he said that you're gonna have lunch with tracy at alfredo's at whatever time and she's like, i'm not dressed for that well you're dressed for burger king do you want to go there I, I i looked up if there was an alfredo's near 30 rock what? <laughs> and there is and it's called alfredo 100 but it only has 3.7 stars <laughs> according to google reviews did you leave a uh, oh it was a google review i was like did you leave a yelp review being like this is the alfredo's no, from 30 I, rock pilot like this should have 
boosted your uh, your star rating. But you definitely should leave that review. Yeah, it's an, it's an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Warning, they will say pumpkin to you. Yes, yes. That yes, is a line. Totally. Like, I'm very close to getting that, like, that line where, he, where they offer him pumpkin ravioli. He just looks up and says, did he just say the word pumpkin to me? I want that embroidered on, like, 50 pillows around my house. That is he a just line. Say the word pumpkin to me. I don't know why. That is a line that, for some reason, never leaves my brain. I, I just always am thinking, every time someone says pumpkin, fall is a crazy time of year for me because i'm just like did he just say the word pumpkin well, to me because i hate pumpkin flavored stuff so i feel like i could legitimately be like mm, that's like me and peanut so that's butter. like your like, mantra mm, yeah like did he just say the word peanut butter did he just say the word pumpkin to me like back off i don't want to mess with any of that stuff i love that, oh, I, so I also wrote that because it's pumpkin ravioli and i because i took my notes and it was in October that this episode aired, that was in t- tune oh with the season. It was Why are you not a script supervisor? Do you know what that job is? <laughs> no. You basically sit on set and you make sure that everyone on set is following the rules and like it's keeping all the continuity stuff. You're uh, continuing. You would be so good. <laughs> Let me try to get you a gig as a script I'm supervisor. Way too oriented sometimes. Seriously, so That'd be great. It would be. You would be very good about it. Um, I also I straight up wrote. He calls her lemon from the jump because that's a <laughs> phrase that I use on a regular basis. But that, I like that Tracy just like hi, I'm Liz Lemon, and then he just starts calling her lemon. I was like, oh, like term of endearment. Where I get really annoyed sometimes when somebody that doesn't know me they call me Kelsey, and I'm like, mm, you don't even know how to spell my last name or my birth you can't call me kel or kels yet but i really like that tracy just starts calling her lemon I, I need to find where the heck did they get even the name liz lemon is such a name right that's a fantastic name though and then you get liz lemler later on and <laughs> it just builds itself really stuff. well liz oh my gosh liz lemon is such a great fe- like female lead name that character man she's just trying to have it all she is she's just trying to have it all she's i the- think she might get there do you think it might work out? I, I'm excited to get to the later seasons because the new this is my this is my pretentious moment. The New Yorker wrote a gorgeous article about it in the season seven in defense of Liz Lemon. I remember reading it in college, being like, "Yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> you get Liz it. Lemon's a great character," and being really excited about it. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are we at in our like <laughs> recap of Let's the episode? See, what else did I really like about this episode? I love when they start listing the Tracy Morgan movies. Right. I have no. Black Cop, no. White Cop. Right. Who Dat Ninja. <laughs> Who Dat Ninja. And Hunky <laughs> Grandma Be Trippin'. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, but i and i love that it starts where it's like oh it's that that movie where he plays all the characters so clearly he's done this more than one time because mm-hmm. they couldn't remember which that's an eddie murphy reference right mm-hmm. like that's got to be um what is that the nutty the, the, the clumps the clumps the clumps and the nutty, nutty professor. professor yeah he's done a couple clumps. too apparently no i think that's the same one <laughs> is that okay? i don't know i i'm not an aficionado on eddie murphy movies yeah, uh, unless so it's coming unless to it's america shrek. oh shrek, <laughs> you, it's coming to america in mulan for me have you seen Coming oh, to America? That's, no. Oh, I've seen Mulan. Arsenio Hall is fantastic in it. We'll talk about that at another okay, point. Okay, interesting. But Mulan is, uh, he's Mushu. So that was like yes. my childhood introduction to him. I've only seen that movie once. Mm-hmm. No, those movies are amazing that he's just like this. I mean, was Tyler Perry a thing in 2005? I, I think he was, or 2006. Maybe? This is a, a Google thing. I think because the hunky grandma thing was that Please, it was a Bernie Mac. Thing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, check IMDb. But hunky grandma, I can't say. Is that a Tyler Perry thing or is that a Bernie Mac thing? All of his movies. Medea Gets a Job was 2013. Yeah. I, I couldn't. It just was a really weird. Little, yeah. 2006. All of these. Yeah, Medea mm-hmm. was Medea was a thing. OK, cool. I just like that. He was this weird combination of like yeah. superpower 
Tyler Perry and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so then after they leave the pumpkin place, Alfredo's, they then go to what I consider is like their Roscoe's chicken and waffles, basically, because mm-hmm. he walks in and asks for two apple chickens and pecan Pecan waffles waffles. and i did not i was trying to figure out what an apple chicken is. me either but okay i for some reason the picture that i have in my mind is they have these things called beer can chicken where like you literally like shove a beer can in the chicken and then cook it on the barbecue that way and those are delicious and so i thought maybe like there's apple juice in there maybe that that's what i thought well it's funny because the last place he tried to get apple (laughs) juice and they said no he got a vodka and tonic same thing same thing equal very equal in the drink world Um, and this is when they make the little dig about hbo when he's like oh it's not hbo it's tv yeah and then their whole because their whole phrase is it's not tv it's hbo yeah no i that was one of those jokes that took me like much later in my life to get oh yeah i had i was just like "Ah." and then i because originally when i was i'm like isn't hbo a tv show oh that's their thing they Mm -hmm. claim they're not just tv do you know that you know when you're watching television or like a movie with a little kid and they laugh at jokes and you know they don't understand the joke but they laugh because they know they're supposed to laugh right there but with the way the setup works i did that i still do that a lot (laughs) I'm very confident. I do that in social settings. <laughs> Always just like, oh, that joke is so funny. What did it You're mean? Like, Please don't ask me why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was that HBO joke, but it's a good one. This is also basically Tracy Morgan's like paranoia not trusting of the people is established very well here oh, yeah. with his assertion that uh, the white men are trying to keep him down mainly Carl Robe. Robe, yeah. <laughs> Carl Robe. As opposed to the real Carl Robe. Because they're injecting AIDS into his chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. And also I like the... Like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't on crack. That's racist. I'm straight up mentally ill. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Which is weirdly Tracy. a really intelligent thing to say. <laughs> also, I very much remember the first the first interview i ever saw with tracy morgan the actor he was on conan and i just remember he's wearing this like white fishnet stocking type t-shirt and i remember finishing the, the interview and being like oh my gosh he's tracy jordan just like that was the first time that i think i'd ever seen tracy outside like i'd never seen him on snl or anything it was just that interview and the only reason i watched the interview was because of 30 rock and it was one of those things where i was just like oh he's not playing a character on this show he is himself on this show <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it's fantastic. It's amazing. (laughs) I remember, I I think I found the same thing out. She was talking about him on like a late night show. Yeah. I I realized, oh, this is very much him playing himself in an extraneous situation. It's just her observing him in real life situations like, Mm -hmm. oh, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. Mm -hmm. Well, they end up at the, the, so they go from that that, uh, chicken and waffles place to the street strip club. Just a quick stop. (laughs) He originally said, I know this great karaoke bar. <laughs> is that dark like, sensation well the best something? thing is that's definitely what he would think karaoke is oh, it's not that sure. i feel like he was just like this is karaoke i always stick a dollar bill on my forehead <laughs> while i'm singing american pie like, <laughs> there's that really great first of all his like classic like belly mating call shows up this yes first time. i think it's the first i i want us to keep track of how many times we see tracy's belly, belly. so show. i've seen that man's stomach so many times <laughs> more times than i've seen my own like i'm pretty sure <laughs> it's always his for his go-to is shirt up shirt yeah. off ghetto mating call right <laughs> <laughs> um no but you see there's the belly thing that whole scene is just absurd it reminded me a lot of that friends episode where they're in that strip club <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and yeah, the yeah. girl she does the computer school bit like this is for computer so, school well, then, in her, when um, i think underwear. of strip clubs i also i think <laughs> weird to think i think of the how i met what do you your think mother? of what do you think of when you think of strip think clubs of, kelsey uh, the how i met your mother episode where they're there and like it's lily's doppelgangers there oh yeah Jasmine, her name is that's what i always think of and that they're just going crazy and lily's all excited <laughs> uh, no this um the strip club scene 
it's a brave I don't want to say brave it was definitely probably not an easy like what am I trying to say like yeah easy sell like this is our new show you know it's a pilot and they're saying it ends up in a strip club which I remember being like I can't even imagine with the TV stuff and this is an HBO why can you do that (laughs) I know they just established that (laughs) and then they immediately go to a strip club but that scene is also one of my favorites when she's like man well he's got charisma no he's got charisma over there no that's charisma over there (laughs) and that great shot of charisma I was when I was rewatching this I always watch shows with the closed captioning on because I feel like what you old person oh my gosh i told i oh man i my parents do that now i love it it's fantastic but i was watching it where she's like i don't have sex to have money and he's like neither do they or the girl's like neither do we like yeah neither do they and then tracy whispers yes they do (laughs) (laughs) and i I, for some reason i hadn't noticed that before except i was watching the captions and it puts in parentheses whispers you would never notice that no he says it you can audibly hear it i don't know how i never picked up on that before well i was like i wrote i remember that too very vividly because every time i'm like that's some really it sounds like bad adr because he's not fully whispering he says it it. but it's really quiet so i'm pretty sure they adr'd him into it too loud too loud (laughs) i'm pretty sure they ate he just was supposed to mouth it and they were like this is not clear what he's doing so he adr'd it and but then they like lowered it was it's a really interesting adr moment that kind of cracks me up a little bit (laughs) that they're like we need everyone to know that he is um he thinks these strippers hook up with everyone i wrote something on here the sleeves on liz lemon's top when she's like trying to get a cab to go back to the studio oh the bell she's wearing the laura bush thing you mean the (laughs) president of the philippines oh yeah which is actually a reference to an actual president of the philippines yeah they had a lady president like forever ago or other yeah who she i wrote it down you wrote wrote down the president (laughs) you did your research so in depth president from 2004 to 2010 her name's gloria macapagal arroyo dear god Uh, kelsey You went in depth. I'm so impressed. Your notes way outdo mine. Liz Lemon's phone got bedazzled. Because she pulls it out and it's a razor. Can we a moment of silence for razor? Oh, razors. the razor. I was so uncool because I didn't have one. I didn't either, but all of my friends did. Uh, Renee, our friend Renee had one oh, and yeah, I had it major jealousy. She would pull it out at high school all the time and I was like, oh. it was pink too. Yep. I had a flip. I like. I had a little brick that had like a hard Hawaiian plastic case. A <laughs> Nokia. I know because I was a California girl, so I I liked surfer things. I didn't surf. You didn't surf, but you like to pretend you did. Oh, the razor. I know. How does it get bedazzled? I just love. Like, I know. Like pulls it out. Like oh, that has all these gems on it. Now. Immediately. Or see, I wondered. This is the thing. I wondered if that was. I always thought that it must have gotten bedazzled. But was that actually her phone? Or, or was she someone borrow else's someone else's phone? Else's phone? I like to believe this is a show where mysterious and wonderful magical things happen. I like that you just go into a strip club and, and your phone gets, phone gets bedazzled. bedazzled immediately so that's what i choose that's the world i choose to believe 30 rock lives in i like that also this is the first reference to scotty pippen in this show they reference scotty pippen a lot a lot so i think that's something else we should kind of just make note of as when it happens but apparently tracy was in scotty pippen's wedding all right can i admit something i don't know who scotty pippen is they reference he's, him a lot in things i think he's a basketball can i be really honest i was so confident he was in the band chicago for a while <laughs> not and you put scotty puppin <laughs> he is a basketball player oh I he's a right basketball i i earn points he is a basketball player for i'm, I'm assuming he played for the bulls yeah 
or the Seattle Supersonics. Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that seems Twice. like that's where it yeah. is. Okay, so he was in the Chicago Bulls. That's where I got Chicago from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Scott, we know who Scottie Pippen and is. And they now. got Chicago, too, because she says we've been trying to do this from Chicago. And he goes, I was in Scottie Pippen's yeah, wedding. Right, oh, right, right. this is my concern is I have a tendency to fall into terrible Tracy Morgan <laughs> impressions. They're horrifying and probably offensive, but they just happen. Girl, I can't control it. I am apologizing. Oh, it's it's the best uh, word. Isn't it Scottie Pippen? That's the same one when this is later on, obviously, when Jenna's mom comes in. And wasn't is that the reason why she can't go to Chicago? I've never been to Chicago, and she says that she assaulted Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen is just a uh, is is just she assaulted Scott. That's I such do. a mom thing to do, though. Especially a Jenna mom thing to do. No, my friend's mom is Scotty Donnie. Um, what the Donnie? Not Donnie Moore. Donnie. Who is a uh, Donnie and Marie? Oh, do you know like the the singers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend's mom jumped on him at dan- backstage dancing stars. Like ran twenty feet and jumped on his back. <laughs> and the good man hugged her and said, "Oh, I'm so glad you're a fan. God bless him." Good night. She <laughs> lost it. Like my oh. Anyway, I just That's it's such amazing. a it just hits me as such a mom thing to lose it over something like Scotty Pippen. I love it. Up next is oh when up, up next up next Jack and Jenna are talking. Jenna makes the comment about oh is oh because oh, he's he's like making her feel bad like well all the people that think you wouldn't amount to anything that sort of thing and she comments about how her sister peed on her. Eye. <laughs> Doesn't that keep up but, later? Well. Oh no, she doesn't have a sister. She doesn't have a sister. That's, That's one of the few things they dropped that. Yeah, but then it also that 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 is so gross to me. You have somebody peeing in your eye. But then there was a book I read when I was in I think elementary school or junior high called Tangerine that involved a kid who had like Coke bottle glasses because his brother sprayed spray paint in his eye when he was oh, little. So that's gosh. what it reminded me of. But also, don't pee in my eye, please. Like, that that's is disgusting. it's pretty delightful. <laughs> but what I will say is it keeps up with her like. They always joke that she's come like backcountry, like kind of like. Oh yeah, like with the crocodile and, and all that. that stuff. So it fits within that. Oh, it totally does. Sort it's just of. Gross. But then also it's there's so another gross. pee thing that happens later when Tracy's peeing on the side of the road. There's a lot <laughs> of pee she's in like this having show. this heart to heart. I know. And Tracy, and then, are it's you so peeing? charming? I love that. That is something I really appreciate about Tina Fey's kind of brand of humor. She's really quick to turn things on itself. Like it's a very mm-hmm. sincere moment, and they immediately they don't even wait a bit. They immediately take. Like just take the feet out from under it, where he's just he's being so sincere, and that's a Tracy thing. He's yeah. never what you expect him, but he's being so sweet and sincere. Like Liz is starting to feel like oh, like care about him and his story, and then always oh, peeing on the building he used right. to live oh, in. Oh right, of course, just great. Can we just talk about the fact that Jack chose the clearly ugliest cat? <laughs> no, kidding, and that right? whole like group, right? Ugly. I mean, all cats are beautiful in God's eyes. No, whatever. No. No. Okay, I'm a dog <laughs> no, person too. Me too. <laughs> but that cat in particular. But even I, as like a person who can like enjoy an occasional cat, thought that was like the damn ugliest cat. It was horrible. Also, did we already talk about Rachel Dratch already? How? So that. Yeah. Explain that. So she. You'll see her a lot in the show because she has a lot of little cameos like that. But she was originally supposed to be Jenna Maroney. And actually, she was supposed to be Jenna DiCarlo. And I found there's a couple of like scenes that you can find online of yeah, her you can playing. Watch them. Oh, I'm. They made such a good choice with Jane Krakowski. I'm not saying Rachel Drath is a bad actress at all. Oh, she's incredible. It's just I just wrote so weird, <laughs> so weird. Uh no. Um, there was also in the little things with Rachel Dratch in those uh, little snippets. There was a different Siri. Ooh. And instead of getting hemorrhoid cream to help with her under eyes and all that stuff, they made her Kenneth come and bring her extra strength diarrhea medicine. 
And Josh, Josh also looks super tall next to Rachel Dratch when they were doing the whole Pam, the morbidly obese, that whole thing. He looked so insanely tall. And then I wrote, LOL, I am a Jedi, and I don't remember why. <laughs> Killed you again. No, that Rachel Dratch thing is fascinating that they had her. It's interesting to see the recasting, particularly because a huge part of that is Liz fighting so hard for Jenna of the show, Jenna not to be fired. But then in real life, they had Rachel Dratch and they had to make a choice. I personally think it was the best for everyone because Rachel Dratch is so good at character pieces and the bits she comes in on throughout the, this whole... They lost her after the first season a lot, yeah. but in the first season, she's so amazing. That's, and I think it was really weird when I when they started, when I was watching it and I saw Rachel Dratch, like, I can't picture her flirting with Alec Baldwin. It just wouldn't... I think the Jenna-Jack dynamic would have been way different with Rachel Dratch in that role. I know. I, I, I definitely agree. And I think she's a fantastic comedian. I think she's so funny. But it is, it's amazing to see how a show like changes mm-hmm. the moment you just recast one part. Yeah. Which that's why I was really actually. And then they did the same thing again with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It was another actress playing that character because oh, Jane was, uh, Jane Krasinski was on a different show. Jukowski. What did I say? Did I say Krasinski? <laughs> no. it's all the 13 hours ads that are everywhere it's just he's in my brain oh also the news where where pam um not pam jenna fisher announced that like her and him were like like kind of in love while making that but it it was like we were both in love with our significant others and so because we were so euphoric it like came across on screen but yeah all of the little things are like (laughs) jenna fisher announced that she and john and i'm like no, read the article because it's not like they were in love with each other. They were in love in general. And I think that's true when you're, if you've ever like been in love, like you and a friend are in love, like everything's happier and more fun and you can giggle about stuff. And if you have to pretend to be in love with somebody on screen, well, it's gonna be a lot easier if you're experiencing love in real life. I don't care that that headline <laughs> made me click it so fast. Oh, oh, I totally did. I was like, finally, <laughs> they admitted it. It worked really well. BuzzFeed had me in a moment. Yeah, Absolutely. No. Um, mm-hmm. Also, at some point, sorry, back to Thirty Rock. Liz ends up wearing a Dark Sensations T-shirt. I know. When did that change? When did she get that <laughs> I, shirt? I like to think that she ended up on stage. Oh, she did end up on stage dancing at one point, didn't she? Or yeah, she did. She ends up on stage. They're all dancing, and Tracy's throwing all the money at her. Yeah. So maybe that happened in that moment where she needed to have representation. I don't know. Um, also, speaking of representation, when all the stuff goes haywire at the end with Jenna and the cat, who's not really an actor, and then Rachel Draft's character says, you'll be hearing from Peanut's lawyer. I'm like, but you just said that that's not really an actor cat. So why does Peanut have a lawyer? Did you get worried about the legality of it I immediately? Did. I did. Sorry. But I was like, <laughs> uh, no. No. I love that Kenneth causes so many problems in this episode with the hemorrhoid cream and that he doesn't get us show business people. No. He, and he also doesn't have a huge role in this pilot. Like, I, I wonder if it's one of those things where they didn't realize how much Jack McBrayer would be in the show. And how and perfect then, he is. Exactly. And then they ended up saying, oh, let's throw him in all the time, which I'm so happy about because he's easily... Uh, he might be my favorite. Like I always feel funny choosing like either like Jack or Liz is my favorite character of a sh- of the show. Kenneth makes that show though. Kenneth, oh Kenneth makes me so happy. And when you learn that a lot of his storylines come from Donald Glover's life, that just makes me happy too. <laughs> I so enjoy that. I it's they do a really good job of establishing who these characters are going to be, and they definitely flesh out roles like Kenneth very well but the Euclid his whole thing he, one of his first lines is like I just love TV so much yeah which is such a part of who he is for the next seven seasons and they establish him when we get there it's like in the fifth or sixth episode in the series they pretty much establish who he's going to be 
his arc very early, his which I'm very excited. unique arc of a story. It, that yeah, it's very very wonderful. It's but is there anything else we should talk about with this episode, the strip club? She call, oh, that they storm in, and then that she's like, talk for two minutes, Tracy, and he just pulls off his shirt and starts dancing. And then he says, I am the third heat, which it goes back to the I story that Jack that. and Liz were talking about. It's like, you're missing that that demographic. And she's like, they're not there. And it's like, no, 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 you're just like missing that third heat. And I like the idea of Tracy and Jack having a conversation where Jack was like, yeah, you're going to bring in the third heat. And he's like, third heat? I can bring in the third heat. Oh, like, that's what you went with it. Interesting. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I was, because I was really thinking what I liked about that moment was, like, 30 Rock's a bit absurdist. It mm. It's heightened and surreal and lovely. And I just figured, like, I love the fact that they sometimes break the rules of logic for a joke. Mm-hmm. The fact that he, ne- in my mind, he never had that conversation with Jack. That he just is like, under he just understands that he's the third heat because uh, it's a funny joke. Yeah. And it's a funny thing for him to shout. Your thing is much more logical that he would be <laughs> in a conversation, that, that Jack primed him. My thing, though... Um, is more strange. I just was like, I love that he just knows. It's so it's so abstract. I am the third heat and don't even question it. He just knows what he is, which is so funny. And I love that they, it's just really interesting writing to have an oven be like the the um, the uh, metaphor for what the show is. A GE tri, like trifection. Is it tri- trifection? Trivection. Trivection. Trivection oven. I need you for all my oven terms. That's what I'm here. <laughs> my secret life is an oven maintenance mm-hmm. person. Um, one other note that I, on run some web website I read the whole thing with Jenna and the hemorrhoid cream. Apparently, it doesn't work the way that she's trying to make it work. So no. don't put hemorrhoid cream no, on your face. No, but that's why I tell us to miss congeniality. Remember, he does that really? for her too. Number of his congeniality, Michael Caine's character tells tells them, um, tells Sand, good old Sandy Bullock to put it under her eyes for her eye baggies. Because I read something. Ooh, look at you. You got so many notes. I'm trying. I'm trying. Lee, the costume designer for TJS, is played by Tom Browicker. In real life, Broker is not a costume is the costume designer for 30 Rock. That's why he's always in it. Okay, that makes me feel... I, w- I was like, that guy's always in it and he never has lines except That's, for the one. It says, hemorrhoid cream is reported to not work well, if at all, and can make matters worse. Plus, there's the ick factor. <laughs> yes, if it's never been used before, what's the big deal? But it's kind of like when you're drinking at a fountain and you hear someone flush the toilet and your water pressure drops. Ew. Um, That's from what the whatthewhat.tv. <laughs> fair enough. Well, the episode, I think it just runs really fun. I'm always impressed with her uh, gumption to throw a water bottle at her new boss. Yes, I love that. It's that great that she does it. I, I throw things at my coworkers all the time. Oh, you're brave. I could never. I'm imagining throwing, particularly because a job like that, she, I was, I'm always thrown off. A job that she has would be very hard to come by. She has a new boss. She She's also impressed. drunk. She is drunk. <laughs> but I was just like, she. I like, I'm very impressed. I'm like, oh, she's so brave. She threw a water bottle at Alec Baldwin. Very impressed. I threw, when when one of my programmers or something when they have their headphones and I, I yell their name, yell their name, they don't respond. I have several foam balls and objects on my desk that I just chuck across the aisle at them, and <laughs> my aim is very very good sometimes. Oh, I lo- well, there we go. So it does work. It does. Apparently, so I'm, I'm looking at some trivia now. So one of the interesting ones is. Uh, she, Jenna comments that she's on Law and Order, but Jane Krakowski has been on Law and Order Special Unit, Victims Unit. So fun thing to do, watch it and pretend it's not Jane Krakowski. Pretend it's Jenna working on it. It's Jenna acting. That'll be interesting. That would be wonderful. Um, Winks at the TV. See, what's some of the other stuff? This episode was used for an Emmy submission as Best best Actor in a Comedy Series for Tracy Morgan. Oh. And what else do we have? This one's really good. This uh, This fact... 
because this show was always really great throughout the series it's really good at commenting what was happening at both GE and at NBC while it was on um, and they say from the first days of the show executives at GE which was owned by NBC which owned NBC at the time were angry at the many jokes Tina Fey and her writers would make about various corporate um, corporate actions and they tried to intercede to either force her to stop doing that or to cancel the show however after then NBC chairman Jeff Zucker was informed of these plans he let them know two things the show was to be left alone because the humor was just jokes He'd be angry if he had to deal with the matter again. From that point on, the network ownership left Faye alone to make the shows that she wanted. I love that. And, and that really shapes the show, which was such a good call on Jeff Zucker's. Uh, it was such a good call on his part because that show is so great at commenting, particularly during the Conan Jay Leno stuff. Well, and I think it's it's kind of like, because you always hear now TV shows like with, with the showrunners stuff getting into arguments with the networks and not letting them do what they're wanting to do. And I think with things now with, with Netflix and Hulu producing their own shows, I think those ex- executives have way more hands off because they realize like these people left the network even though their show is doing fantastic. So let's just like let them do them. Like do what you need to do to make the show awesome and we won't comment on it. Like here's money. <laughs> here's Here's a studio. Go. And it expresses a lot of confidence, too, in Tina Fey as a writer, which was awesome. She had earned her time. She'd worked, she had been, I think she was the first female head writer of SNL. I think so, too. And so it shows a lot of confidence in her abilities and what she was doing, <laughs> which is really, really cool. So that's what I have. That's the stuff I really loved about this. It's just a great episode. It just starts us yeah. off really well. Do you have a favorite line from this episode? Oh, I, I think I made it very clear. I love, uh, did he just say the word pumpkin to me? Yeah. I, something, I, I'm literally going to embroider that on a pillow. I don't know why I find that so hilarious. That's a good one. That'd be really fun to have on a pillow. A, p- a pillow. pillow. Pretend pillow. I can spell. I think I, I really like Tracy's. I'm like, there's I am a Jedi. But I like the one that I said earlier about his. <laughs> that's, that's racist. I'm just straight up mentally ill. Like, I that. that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I am really excited uh, for the future episodes. We start getting to Jack giving lots of advice, more of Frank's hats um, and Twofer's adventures. Um, Sari, all oh. the great characters we haven't even discussed mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, I know. We have Sari and Lutz and Sue. Oh, Lutz also, isn't even in this episode. No, no, he is. He's in there. He, is he like, in the room? Yeah, he's in the writer's table. And there are also two writers at the writer's table that... I have no, I don't think that they're, I think they're just pilot writers. Because a lot of those people were, not all of them were their actual writers. But, but we're, we're legit were. writers on the show, yeah. But I'm um, obviously like, we met Frank, we met Twofer. I don't, we don't know. I think in the next episode we learn why Twofer is called Twofer. But yeah, and Let's is there and Sue is there. But there's these two other people in the front right at the table that I was like, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we covered this first episode. It was one episode. It and was we just one tore episode. it apart. Yeah. But I love it. It's a great pilot. And I think it's a really good example of why the show is a re- just a really great example of what to do with a sitcom and how Definitely. to write a really fun, unique sitcom. So. I agree. Cool. Well, cool. what are the next two episodes? Let's see. The next episode we have is that no, it's not Jack the Writer yet. No. It's a, the next episode. Yeah. So this first episode for for all of you listeners out there, this is just kind of an intro of the pilot, and then the goal is to do try and do two episodes, two Thirty Rock episodes per one podcast episode is the plan. Mm-hmm. The next episode is the aftermath. Oh, it's when they're dealing with all the changes that oh, Jack is trying to put in. And Jenna freaking And then Blind and then Day. Blind day. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So there's good stuff ahead. Yeah, we'll definitely. go into it. Cool. Well, there we go. Good job. We just talked about 30 Rock. Woohoo. We're going to do this again. Yep, yep, yep. Do 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 do
and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.